What's up, guys? This is a celebratory episode. It is currently 2.17 a.m. here on the East Coast. I'm here with Diana. Hello, hello. And tonight I hit 100,000 followers on TikTok, which is something I've been manifesting for longer than you all know. Okay. Um, And before we get into what we really want to get into, I do want to say this, that this manifestation of inspiring people and being called to activate people's highest purpose and figure out who they really are and to live with meaning has been something I've scripted in my journal since college. That's been four years of active journaling. So I don't know who needs to hear this, but if you were manifesting something in your life, two things. One, it's coming. Two, it's more about the person you become along the process. And you know this. This is cliche. You've heard this before. But just in case you forgot, just in case you've been lost in the sauce of the emotional pull of not having what you want yet, realize in not having what you want, you become the person you want. Does that make sense? That's actually quite profound. In not having what you want, you're forced to become that which you want, thereby attracting it because you get who you are not what you want. So in posting content every day for the past three, four or five years, literally every single day, nonstop in all various forms, um, my girlfriend decided last minute, late minute <laughs> to ask me some questions. I decided. I mean, I kind of told her to interview me. I wanted to do a little interview act like we're, I'm popular. We're switching <laughs> it up. Because I could use some practice on interviewing and you can use some practice on being interviewed. So, cheers. <laughs> cheers. Let's get into it. So, questions. What do you want to ask me? I guess you have been scripting for a long time, you know, to lead people. And... I guess my question is, is this the way you imagined it? And if not, was the way you imagined it getting in the way? Wow, that's a wonderful question. I've always said that manifestations and law of attraction is kind of ironic because when you manifest and when you script, you're operating from your own consciousness as opposed to source consciousness or uh, by taking things into your hand you don't let god the universe which is infinitely more intelligent than i am take charge of my life right i'm saying no i know better um and so when i was scripting uh i envisioned myself as a best-selling new york times author and someone who signing books and someone who was a public speaker because during that time, I did a lot of spoken word. Um, never did I ma- imagine would it be on a platform where people hit the well and do the WAP. And it's just flooded with all sorts of different content. It's beautiful. Um, never imagined it to be in this way. And I think you're right. I think having a certain outcome, right? Remember, because it's not about the... It's about who you become. So when you attach yourself to a certain outcome, uh, 
you lose focus on the the opportunities now. And here's the thing, and I had this conversation with my parents too. Time is always changing, right? That dream made sense four years ago, right? Being a best-selling author, being a public speaker. Nowadays, to be a public speaker, really, with COVID, like it's it's not a, it's not it's not that it's not feasible, but the you're better off you're missing out on different opportunities right now, right? So it is a weird balance I've found in being general, but also being particular about my intention. Um, I, yeah, I, I think that we all need to not um, hold a certain outcome in mind in terms of appearance, but in terms of how we will, who we will be on a soul level, on a vibration Well said. Did I pass the test? Oh, look, it's two, two, two. <laughs> the universe approves. Um, I don't know. As you were saying that, it just made me think of something I hear a lot. And I get this, you know, from a lot of twin flames that we talk to. And they're constantly trying to figure out or predict what their union is going to look like or what the first conversation with their twin is going to look like. And this isn't a question. This is just me like going off Mm -hmm. a little bit. Yeah. Um, but you have to remember that the universe wants to be creative and it wants to surprise you. So if you keep trying to guess the way it's going to happen, you're just like knocking off ways that the universe can like bring these things to you. And it's kind of just, you know, God's just shaking their head at you. Be like, stop trying to guess. Just, you're not going to guess it. And every time you guess it, like I have to, I'm not going to bring that to you in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like when I give you a gift, what works better telling you, Hey, I'm going to get you this and you get it on this day <laughs> on this day or Hey, I got you something. Or you just, it arrives at your doorstep. Right. I think the element of surprise is definitely uh, a key component of happiness. And we, don't want that because it leaves level of uncertainty and minding our own business. Yeah. But I mean, even in that, how do we do that? Cause we just, we want to know, you know, you get scared of being left in limbo and, but when you think about it, when, when a gift comes your way, you're not like expecting it or you're not demanding but it. But if you pay, and you're a, kind of just yeah, living if your you own pay life. Attention, Look how prepared you get for receiving that gift. Mm. You know, and this is where we all miss out. And this is why you, why a lot of people really, um, why it is delayed. Because the process of coming into union is led with all these like breadcrumbs of here's a little taste of, you know, what a healthy dialogue would look like when you're having a controversy with your twin, right? Or Mm -hmm. a debate. So it's like you you get that and you don't appreciate it until, you know, you're in the room with your with your partner and you're able to hold a difficult conversation. That like, yeah, I had that with my family and I was like really frustrated. But when me and Dan had, you know, a lot of challenges in our relationship, like we were able to really discuss everything clearly and calmly. And you were just like, oh, because of that, Mm -hmm. I don't have to react right away. And I think what really helped is I didn't necessarily see, you know, these arguments with my family as this is going to help me for my partner. But it's just like I'm 
I'm being provided with an opportunity and I'm going to take it as that. I didn't know what that opportunity was for, but I just knew, knew, you know, this is an opportunity for me. I didn't look at it as punishment. Um, What's interesting though is, you know how like today, so uh, today we sent out um, some crystals and a customer ordered crystals and because, you know, Diana and I, our long distance. Diane had one crystal and I had the other. So I had to wait to send it out until today. And I told Diane that I got her something. Um, and it hasn't, it, the shipping is taking forever. And it was interesting because she was saying that the shipping is taking forever as karma because we didn't just send out the crystals right away. And I think that is, that has some truth in it in terms of receiving a gift on time and, no, like really, really hear this out. Receiving a gift on time and having karma behind it. So like in me delaying the shipment, that is the energy I put out. That's the energy I get, right? And so relate this to the twin flame journey somehow, some way. Everything you do right now affects the divine timing. Like this is what we were talking about. You have, con- you have control over the divine timing, Right. Um, and a lot of us, we're, we're waiting for that twin flame to show up in physical appearance, not realizing that in certain situations and interactions, if we're not being unconditionally loving to our mother, to our father, to our to the people we disagree with, this is what I'm really getting at. Thank you, source. If we're not being unconditionally loving to people we disagree with, we're building up negative karma that pushes that beautiful gift from coming to you. I just thought of that right now. Just just thinking about, you know, that conversation we had. I think that's, I think there's truth in that. Do you feel like you've, I guess, reached that point in your life or are you still working towards that? <sighs> towards what? Um, having unconditional love for everybody, including those you disagree with. Man, it's so difficult. It, you know what's ironic? Everyone I've disagreed with, I've stood in their standpoint at some point. Yeah. You know, and that, that's that's what's so messed up about. It's like everyone that really triggers us, if you really think about it, we've stood in their vibration. We've stood in that biological, socio, whatever you want to call it, psychological programming and paradigm before. Like we were in that exact same position. But, you know, we just changed so fast or we just I, disidentify with so quickly. Um, but it's just so interesting how we like bash that vibration or bash the place that we came from and we don't understand, hey, you were there too, right? Like my my uh, negativity towards, towards the church, I was a very good church boy. Did everything, memorized verses every week. I would recite them. I would even give sermons, you know, like, uh, during our youth group, whenever we had like a youth uh, service, uh, whenever the youth group took over the church, I would be the one giving the sermon. Like I, I was always like seen as like a really good church kid. And it's ironic now that like I'm as, I don't want to say adamant or uh, what's the word, in indignant and not so empathetic when i it, it's hard not to, it's it's hard uh to be sometimes because your emotions are so my emotions are so wrapped up in the fact that wait i feel like i've been lied to but no hard feelings I think nothing personal you get really 
passionate about it because like in a way you're very connected to it. like you're you we all know this if we're listening to this podcast you know you're connected to everything and everyone so in a way you're trying to save yourself you're like a part of me fell into this trap yes 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 and so you just seeing other people go through it you feel like you're reliving it uh, and not only that i i uh, truth to me hearing truth feels like sex like diana gave me the bhagavad gita and before doing our nightly routine i opened to our random page which by the way was page 106 and diana and i formally started dating at 10 six so that was a cool synchronicity but i read a passage on the importance of selfless work and how the only the ignorant work for gain and work for profit and just reading that man like my my everything within me just lit up and so i think when it comes to and i know this is true for a lot of twin flames who uh have a partner that really don't they don't see eye to eye on certain things you know, it's not that they're not um, considerate. It's just they're so lit up and on fire and passionate about the truth. And that that's how I feel, right? I know those listening to me, I feel you on this. Like I literally feel you where you're just so passionate about your truth, about being connected and having a twin soul. This is exciting news. Like when I realized Jesus might have been homosexual <laughs> and people listening to this are like, what? What did you just say? But that's a topic I'll cover that's on a Sunday. Topic for another day. That's a topic for uh, a different day. But no, but stay tuned. I, I totally get that. You know, I think for the more relatable one is once you identify as a twin flame, you want to tell your twin, we're twin flames. You know? <sighs> yeah. That's a big one. And and then you get frustrated when like those that do tell them and then get called, I guess, crazier your twin goes into denial it's um it's challenging but at the same in this at the same time i think i mentioned this to you earlier it's like you have this love for them wanting to share your truth and bring mm-hmm. their like show them the light and they're trying to show you the light yeah and you don't see it because it's like it's coming from an opposing view <laughs> But the intention behind it is, I love this person so much. I want them to just see the light. Yeah. The light as in the truth, you know? And sometimes the light is, I want them to see the truth. And right now I'm not a good person. And right now I'm not good for them. Right? And for you, the truth is. But even then, behind that is love. Yeah. Even behind that is love. So crazy things so i was supposed to be interviewing you and i think i i like how this is i like how this is an interview slash just like conversation for twin flames because i mean that's the work that we're in yeah all right who is a mentor that has really helped you through this twin flame journey wow you've been trying to get this from me for a really long time she's like dan you have to cite your sources you have to tell people where you're getting your information from People can't just think that you're I pulling was, information from your like out your ass. Like it sounds right. <laughs> I because it was I was gonna have a follow up question. Like you've been through, we both have. We've had a long journey. Yeah, we and have. For you and I, it's shifted we've, a lot. We have a so lot I'm of different mentors. If, yeah. Um, a lot. So it's like, is there one that you have like throughout, or do you one, go through stages of? I went through stages. 
having different mentors? Um, okay. The first one was Dove and Nicole, Twin Flame Revolution on YouTube. Just, and you know, I worked with them. Um, beautiful souls. And what really got me was just their, their focus and passion on aligning with divine love. Like that's all it is for them. It's just about the work. It's not so much romanticizing the twin flame union, even though, you know, they've been through a lot and they're in harmonious union right now. Uh, they're focused on the potential of the soul and how, hey, don't overlook yourself. Like if you're listening to this right now, there's so much focus on getting a twin flame. What about getting you back? What about getting your potential with like activated and and fully blossomed and just out here in fruition, you know, like touching it, seeing it, feeling it every single day. Like there's so much in you. I think, you know, uh, their emphasis is the fact that the individual is so complete and whole and we've just been programmed to think otherwise and plugging into that information and that vibration because they're very psychic and tuned in. Uh, it just automatically puts me in a state of remembrance, I guess you can call it. Um, one video that really got me is, or the video series that, that really calls to me is their TF Raw, which is, uh, they, it's an acronym for Revolution at Work. And it's also, you know, them being raw on camera where they just tell their story. And Dove and Nicole, they've had a very abusive marriage, okay? These are twin flames that are married and have been married for almost a decade now. And Nicole, the divine masculine partner and aspect of the union, cheated on Dove several times. And she relapsed into addiction and she fell back into old patterns um and she struggled with like self-image issues and and eating disorders and you know just you know you name it she ran the whole gamut of just poor or just mental health diseases and stuff like that um and everyone around them was calling the twin their their dynamic and union toxic codependent and of course there were aspects but there were parts of nicole or parts of dove that said hey my mission is to love her no matter what. I'm going to ignore all of you and I'm going to stay true to my intuition. And it's not that I'm in love with destruction, even though there are parts of us that are, and that those are the parts that we really need to look at and examine. But that part of the soul that is just so willing to give and love unconditionally, I think that's just so beautiful where you're not counting how many chances you give to someone, uh, but you just love someone for who they are. You know, I know you feel that way about your twin and I feel that way about mine. I just, I just love them. There's nothing they can do. You know, and there's nothing you can do also to break their love for you, no matter what it seems like. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the first one is, uh, like I said, twin flame revolution. Number two, I'd say is K moon, uh, okay. a Western astrologer who, uh, reads birth charts according to twin flames um she has also a lot of channeled messages about the divine masculine collective every time she speaks i feel it deeply and she's she her teachings are so profound and real right when she talks about what the divine masculine goes through through separation if you haven't seen her video on that you need to type up k moon is your divine masculine partner toxic he doesn't mean to be and watch that video and your mind will be blown like when i showed that to diana 
like when we both watched that we were just like wow it makes so much sense why they run off to a karmic it makes so much sense why they're uh so self just destructive right and i was felt so bad i was like wow i told her i was like i i now feel like they have it worse than we do as divine feminine even though we're super empathic and we feel a lot and we get you know we go into this dark night of soul um but yeah so she's been instrumental um I'd say right now, the one person who I'm, two people I'm really leaning on, number one is Christina Lopes, uh, general, generally just the most uh, factual and science-backed yeah. spiritual teacher on everything, you name it, on chakra alignment and inner child healing in astrology and twin flame dynamics in timelines in past lives and reincarnation, her knowledge runs so deep so deep and her videos are engaging and you know she's she has so many facts in her you know it's not just like you know i talk a lot about like very meta stuff like very uh life lesson type stuff but her her way of approach her approach is very factual too you know she yeah it's just she talks about everything from like light workers to and about everything, literally everything. The person who I'm plugged into also right now is, damn, I just slipped my mind. It was Christina Lopes and who else do I watch? Okay. <laughs> I'm about to give you the sauce. So all this knowledge about the Bible that I get from, uh, that, that I've been really tapping into, comes from a preacher who uh, back in the day, in the early 2000s, he would give sermons I don't even know if you would call them sermons, but lectures, messages, whatever, in the basement of a grocery store in South Jersey. And his name is Bill Donahue. If you look him up on YouTube, his teachings on Christ and what the Bible truly means and is, it will change your view of the Bible in a more beautiful, divine way, right? And his perspective is that the Bible never happened. And so if that feels like it makes the Bible meaningless, it's actually the opposite. Because it never happened, it means it happens now. It never happened in the physical world, but it happens every day in our psyche. David and Goliath happens in our consciousness. Noah's Ark happens in our consciousness, right? When Noah gets uh, two of every animal, that's talking about duality, right? Your thoughts every emotion, every passion, whether it's uh, of uh, when it says of he gathers two creepy and crawling things, the creepy and crawling things are your sexual thoughts, right? There's, there's a light side to it. There's a dark side to it, right? So it's moving everything towards the light. Um, so understanding the, the Bible in a more under, uh, enlightened way is a new passion of mine. Uh, I think as a second wave twin flame, of not breaking down structures, but opening the gap for new twin flames to come in. Uh, that is, is just so in line with me right now. So yeah, that those are the, the teachers I follow. Yeah. So it's beautiful. There's a lot of people. There's a lot. Like you have both. I think those are the ones that you and I both listen to. And then we have like, a bunch on the side that I follow mm -hmm. and that you follow. And so I think that's the, you know, what I wanted to touch on for others, like 
about mentors is yes, you can have mentors that you see or that you interact with. You can also just have mentors that like you find on YouTube, like, you know, Dan and I even, and you just, you learn from them and they fit into that phase of your life, wherever you're at. Cause we all need help and guidance at some point. Yeah. And you need to seek it out. And this is an everyday thing. Uh, the mind just does so much better. My mind does so much better and yours does too, probably if you're listening to this, uh, when it learns. And so even now, like, you're just like, wow, it's just, it's so refreshing, right? I needed the Bhagavad Gita tonight because I was like, this, I, I needed to learn something new. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not even about learning something new. I think it's more about remembering who you are. And we miss the the remembrance and alignment with our authentic self. Uh, but Diane and I uh, strive to constantly learn constantly give that knowledge back so important give and take right like mm-hmm. six of pentacles the card we just pulled <laughs> what so dan pulled a card for us this was originally supposed to be the card we talked about before we pivoted but i guess i'll ask you now well yeah i mean i that's why i wanted to structure this podcast this way you know it's a it's a way for me to receive after the things that i feel like i've given to the twin flame community and uh for them to receive in a different way also. So the six of pentacles, yes. Receiving, giving. And I think a lot of you are in this place where you've received help and you're learning a lot and know that you're moving towards a place of, you know, helping others and offering your advice. But you just, right now you're just working to access more of that knowledge more of that wisdom mm-hmm. more of that light within yourself so you can you know give that back to the universe because that's i guess really the goal of it yeah i do want to add with this twin flame thing it's not it's not like hard things to learn if you're on a twin flame journey and you resonate with the word twin flame everything you learn about the twin flame journey will just make sense to you and it's not like you have to study it in detail and you have to go over it again and again no you'll listen to it and it will just make sense Right. I'll, I'll, I'll hear something and be like, oh yeah, that makes sense. I'm gonna make a TikTok about it. (laughs) Right. Like the three ways of doing flames. I could probably go on about 10 minutes about it right now. I just watched one single video about it. Um, but yeah, like this information will make so much sense to you because you've had your twin flame for many lifetimes. You've known about this connection many lifetimes. So of course it's going to make sense to you because this knowledge has been with you. Right. Plato said that, knowledge easily acquired is evidence of the enduring self that passes over from a past lifetime. So I guess I'll ask a few more questions. This one popped in in my head. Two more. All right. Your divine masculine. What is, what is your current obstacle or what is the obstacle that masculines are currently facing? Yeah, so Diana wrote a book saying how divine masculines, uh, or just the masculine collective in general, their biggest task is overcoming the ego. Adam literally means mind, um, and it literally means mind, right? Like when Adam was created, of course, the Bible, if, if, if you follow this podcast and you're in line with how I think, uh, I believe the, the Bible is all allegorical. And when God said that he created Adam, created the atom, which 
signifies the mind. And when he created Eve, he didn't pour, he didn't pull a rib out of this poor dude's body to create another human being. No, creating Eve meant a splitting of the atom. Pull, pulling the rib out of Adam meant there was a split of the atom and it created the Big Bang, right? Created life. Eve is life. So divine feminine, you clear things, uh, the pain body, the motions. This is what you clear, right? Being triggered and overcoming and sitting with, with yourself while you're triggered. The, the masculine is all about the mind. How do you overcome this mind? The mind that says, hey, you don't really deserve that. Or the mind says, hey, you know, just stop focusing on love so much. It's not going to get you anywhere. The, ma- the mind doesn't want to be present. And I talked to Diana about this today. We went to a beautiful tourist spot here in Pennsylvania. And uh, I just location drop. Oops. Um, <laughs> but whatever. I'm just scared of stalkers now. But um, um, yeah, I was looking at the, the flowers. Or we were talking tonight. And, you know, we're in this beautiful greenhouse of sorts. So beautiful just the the displays were very festive but also just lush and full and i was telling her like for some reason i couldn't just look at the flowers today i would just pass them by and she said it's because you're very directional like you're very intentional on a certain outcome you wanted me to see the whole place so it wasn't just like hey let's let's stop and smell the roses literally but let's get from point a to point b right and so with what i'm trying to say is divine masculine is all about getting from point a to point b it's all about not being really intentional it's not even not even about that but it's just about moving 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 because that's what the ego wants the ego wants progress it wants progress it wants forward action it wants to know that it's going somewhere right but the feminine is all about enjoying the present moment um this book i read it said it's interesting because you can see this in the reasons why men and women drink uh, men drink to calm the noise of the mind. And that's true. Men drink to calm the noise of the mind, right? Because that's our biggest battle, the ego. And women drink to enjoy the present moment more, to well, enjoy life. To no, I mean, well, so according to this book, I mean, obviously there can be those circumstances, but most of the time it is to yeah. make the moment fuller where it's not to decrease the mental activity, but it's actually to make the moment fuller. And you can see that. But um, yeah, so all this to say, what what gets in the masculine's way is the ego of wanting to get to some place and not really understand the meaning and depths and beauty of love. Also, it's hard to be monogamous nowadays. Uh, there's this interesting subculture of spirituality that preaches uh polygamy or not just polygamy but just polyamorism i mean and there's it's a value that valid argument right i think evolutionary speaking we are monogamy is unnatural um it's only natural to like some species i think we're the only mammals besides who else what other Probably animals are, a lot. are monogamous not a lot um but anyway all this is to say that just because it's not natural it doesn't mean it's wrong right like i mean i see this one dude on tiktok this other spiritual influencer i guess you could call him 
you know, he's he's saying how it's not monogamy is not natural for for men, especially black guys. Um, and to me, I was like, well, that's the point. It's not natural. That's why you have to ascend, and that's why you can't feed into those desires because there those are the prim that to to want to sleep with everyone that comes from the left side of the brain that comes from the primitive side of you not the healthy side of you that wants to evolve look if you want to get somewhere in life tell me like let me tell you this where every successful quote unquote financially successful however you want to define success okay whether it's materially set and happy or emotionally in a good place or spiritually in a good place everyone i know is married all my spiritual mentors are married why? Like, what, what does that say? In, maybe one isn't, but they're not going around, sleeping around, right? But 99% of them are married. What is the value of monogamy? What is the value of decreasing your need for multiple partners and focusing on building something beautiful with one? What's the process? How is it beneficial, right? And so this, these are conversations in the masculine collective that, that's happening. And it's almost becoming spiritualized where people think, oh, yeah, it's woke to want uh, polygamy or uh, a polyamorous relationship. When spiritual is the opposite of natural sometimes, that's why we call it supernatural because it transcends the level of thought, transcends the level of egoic desire. So I'd say those are the two biggest blocks in the masculine collective. Well said. Yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> All right. One more. One more question. And then you have to ask me some fun ones. Oh, I do have to ask you some fun ones. I'm not, okay. See, I know. I'm really good at asking questions on the spot. Oh, okay. Um, hmm. It's hard. Somebody channel a question. What can the divine feminine do at this point so they're not reactive to mm -hmm. those challenges? Mm -hmm. The answer is always love. Look, I say this a lot. I'm not sure if I said it on a podcast, but the divine masculine needs to know that someone loves him unconditionally because as he's so focused on getting somewhere in life and using his results, his money to validate him, his understanding of his own worth is conditional. I'm just going to let that marinate. His value, he believes, is conditional. And to have someone... Who can break that paradigm and say, no, I'm going to love you no matter what. And this is why it hurts divine feminine because you're not asked to love your person on the level that everyone else is. Meaning the level that you want to love at. Again, because that's what you feel like is natural. But is it supernatural? You're being called to love more. Love more. Yeah. They need to know that you love them past what they look like past what their religious stances past what their political beliefs are past who they slept with last past who they slept with last night past who they choose to marry you're being asked to love them 
And by loving them, you align with divine love yourself. And what happens is not only do you attract love, whether that is the twin flame or that is another spiritualized soulmate, high vibrational soulmate that will match your purpose and the mission that you're here to fulfill. Okay. Cause when God provides, I tell you, he, he, it comes abundantly. You will get blessed abundantly. Like, I, I can't believe I'm making this podcast right now. Like if we really think about what's happening right now, this is, this is amazing. You know, celebrating whatever quote unquote success, but I just feel so blessed. Um, but when you just wrap it up into a nutshell, um, kind of lost my train of thought. What was I saying? You were saying that oh, divine should, feminine can love, should love the divine masculine but unconditionally. What does that unconditional love do? Or what like, it does it do? Oh yeah. So not only does it attract a soulmate who can match your vibration, but what you do is you send more light code activation to the universe and as a collective people wake up in the line and the whole universe you don't understand how much you're affecting the universe right now like, like you don't understand yeah you affect the universe so much through your vibration and what like how much you choose to love mm-hmm. it, like it, it's it's astounding yeah right and i already feel like i really feel it a lot of fear coming up when dan says that because I mean, you're asking the right questions. Well, what if my twin flame is toxic? What if, you know, they asked me to leave them alone? Like, what if, what if, what if? You have to remember that if you're asking these what ifs or if you're being fearful of loving them, how we say unconditionally, it's because you have a very set view on what love is and what it looks like. And what we're telling you is scrap that and love them like you would a child. Yep, yep. That's really what it is. Love them like you would a child. You're not going to do everything for this kid, right? But you're going to sit patiently and love them from a distance, step in when they come to you, right? Be there to hear them out and hear their opinion. Just think of how you wanted to be heard and understood. You know, there's sometimes, some days you need advice and there's, most of our life we just kind of need to be left alone to grow and just know that we have somebody there to support us somebody there to fall on somebody there that encourages us to not take shame in our faults Mm -hmm. and not let our failures define us yeah you know and the choice of language there was so beautiful and poignant where you said love them like a child Right, because we all, as twin flames, you and your partner, you're in, you and your twin soul reincarnate into very difficult childhoods. And so your inner child is wounded. If you think about your upbringing and the hurts and pains and the trauma and the confusion and the abuse and the avoidance and the abandonment that you experienced, just tap into it real quick. You think about who you were as a child, like really imagine yourself as a child right now going through that pain. Like that's still there. Like if you ask your inner child, if you access your inner child within yourself, mine is constantly crying, kicking and screaming 
24-7. So loving someone like a child is so healing for them because they finally get the love that they never received. And Divine Feminine, by the way, unconditional love is forgiving. You know, things that you've been through, you're trying to heal. You want unconditional love, right? Unconditional love is forgiving. And I want you to take that double entendre and really listen to it again. Double lo- Unconditional love is forgiving, meaning it's for you to give. And it's forgiving other people. So give that unconditional love because the best thing that you can receive in life is the chance to give the unconditional love you never received growing up to someone else, especially your twin flame. What a beautiful, beautiful mission to give unconditional love to someone that you never received growing up to someone who is your twin soul. What a beautiful, like that is so beautiful. The fact that you have that opportunity to give you, you're literally giving yourself unconditional love because you never received it growing up. So there should be no hesitation. That's a new new realization for me. That's beautiful. All right, babe. Fire away the fun questions. Fun questions. I'm going to pull a card for the collective okay. for those listening right now. All right. So if you could be a fruit, what fruit would you be and why? A fruit? I'd be a mango. Tropical. Um, mm, hard to get. And juicy. So you're ridiculous. <laughs> I got so caught up in your answer that I didn't even think up another one. That's all right. Um, two more, two more. Two more questions. I got the page of wands. Youthful, creative energy of passion and, and passion. And uh, this stands for creative breakthroughs and feeling re-inspired. Would you rather eat a whole jar of mayonnaise Ew. or a whole jar of... Don't say peanut butter. I was almost going to say it, and I was like, I'm allergic to peanuts and all tree nuts. Why? Send you peanuts in the mail. Oh gosh. (laughs) (laughs) People have done readings where like I told that. Or butter. Hey, this is not twin flame. Or butter, butter. Dude, I love butter. I love butter. Butter There's there's a time period where I was uh, I followed because I have eczema. I was looking at like diets that would help it, and I was vegan for a while. It didn't help it. Uh, and when I say a while, I meant like a full two years. Um, and then I saw this dude who went from vegan to carnivore. So literally shifting towards the other side of the spectrum where I ate nothing but beef and butter <laughs> and salt for a month. And I ate a ton of butter, a ton, like a stick a day. I learned something new today. I'm glad I asked. I make a mean steak though because of it. All right. Ooh. One more, one more. A fun one? If you could were to cook me any meal, what would you make for me? Okay. This is cool. I've been thinking about this. Uh, I mean, this this changes every day according to the mood. But right now, you know, since the people who are following are, have been on TikTok, uh, you know, that, that tortilla wrap thing that everyone's doing where they cut it in the middle and then they fold it into fours. Oh, the quesadilla thing? Oh, yeah. I would I would do that. I would I would I would make uh, okay, let's say what would, I'm trying to think of a fire like I was thinking either a breakfast one or mm-hmm. hold on, 
Hold on. Let me... I, I need to search for some flavors in my mind. Oh, we can do, like, a surf and turf one. Just because we had surf and exactly. turf. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. But, okay. So, the first... Oh, what should the first layer be? I mean, order does no order does matter. It does matter. It does matter. Okay. Let's see. It doesn't no, the first one would be like uh like a garlic aioli type thing situation. Okay, like a yeah, I'd say a gar very very garlicky. Okay, like a remoulade or some shit. And then the second part would be grilled steak, obviously medium rare. The third would be um. It would be uh, we're doing surf and turf, right? It would be nice buttered shrimp. That's it, buttered shrimp. You're drooling, careful. Yeah, buttered shrimp, and the last one would be a mix just of like uh, red peppers, green peppers, onions, and some type of sauce. Mm. All right, next question. You because you tried these both, would you? rather do full carnivore again or vegan vegan all right that's it okay that's it sorry um <laughs> everyone i appreciate you all thank you for you following us cards? and supporting yeah i said babe oh. page of wands creative breakthroughs um i feel that for you all uh and for this to really manifest this person is kind of standing not where people are Okay, he's in the desert, or it seems, or in a very like landscape escapey area. Okay, you know he's he's ventured off onto his own. Especially now, there's a lot happening in America. Okay, there's a lot happening. Unplug yourself from it. You have better things to start and build, and the more you take creative breaks of soul solitude and rest and exploration. The more you'll yeah. see that, wow, I have so many things to build. So don't be consumed because the more you consume, the less you can create. Yep. So thanks for the interview. I appreciate it. I tried my best. <laughs> um, I hope you enjoyed. I did. Bye, guys. Bye.